cliffcentral.com Frank Casino, young South African rapper who's doing incredible things. This is the Threaded Exchange. It's all about being progressive, cultured, and brave. We showcase South Africans from all different types of industries who are doing incredible things and giving them a platform. Also, what is exciting about our show in the next coming weeks, we're going to allow some of you guys who follow the show to come on and co-host with me. Um, I know I might get into trouble with Gareth Cliff because I didn't run this past the team, but I thought, let me go on a limb and actually do it. So this show is about giving opportunity to young people and for young people to express themselves and to learn from each other and to inspire each other. So I think it's very important to not just keep the show by bringing in, you know, famous people or incredible South Africans in different industries, but also bring you at home who dreams to be on radio or you have something to say and you want to be heard. So look out for that on our social media. Please do not shy away. WhatsApp us on 079-748-2090. You can interact with us on Twitter as well at cliffcentral.com. That is our Twitter account. And as I said before, today we're going to be talking to Frank Casino, who's going to be telling us about his journey towards stardom. And also, what does it take you know, to be a rapper at a high level. You know, you know the talent is one thing, writing good music is another, but I also think the people that surround you, the team that you have is also important in that journey. So we're going to be talking to Frank a bit more about that. Who are his friends? Who are his business people? How do they work together? And how do they keep the Frank Casino brand intact? But before we get there, I think I first want to go off script completely. Um, as we all know, this past weekend on Friday, Thursday and Friday, we saw what happened to Karabo, um, who was burnt and killed by her boyfriend. And I just want to say, guys, as you saw yesterday, I saw a lot of guys, you know, giving homage to their mothers, happy Mother's Day. But I was a bit sad because there's a father and a mother who don't have their daughter anymore. You know, as gents, South African men, we need to do better. We can't keep abusing our women. Our women have to be safe. It's actually scary looking at the statistics where every single second in South Africa, a woman is being raped, being killed or being violated. And that needs to stop. So as gentlemen, guys, like your friends, your friends are the predators. We are the predators. As gents, we need to call out, you know, our guy friends. If our guy friends are calling women hoes, if our girlfriends are describing their girlfriend as bitches, we need to stop that. You know, as guys, we stop having, we have to stop being hypocrites. You know, rapists are not people that live on the outside. Rapists live amongst us. Rapists are our friends. You know, so we need to start having those honest conversations. If our women can't be safe around us, where can they be safe? So it's time that we take responsibility with that. As I said before, if you have any thoughts to share, please talk to us on, please talk to us on, on WhatsApp and please engage with us on, on Twitter as well. And we want to hear all your feedback. And right after this, we're going to be speaking to Frank Casino. And before we get there, I'd like to play you guys a nice track by Frank, Frank Ocean called Crack Rock. Crack. Crack Rock. Crack, 
back. Hello, welcome to the Threaded Exchange. If you just tuned in, it's Siabonga Beile. And of course, I'm back at it to give you and tell you about our next guest today. His name is Frank Casino. The main reason I want to feature Frank Casino, it's not because he's some other rapper that I want to, you know, talk about his next single, but I want to talk about his story. This young guy has been in the scene since 2004, fighting for his songs to be played on radio. As you all know, you guys know the song Whole Thing featuring Ricky Rick. Do you know that the original song actually didn't feature Ricky Rick? And the song, even though it was really, really brilliant, as we all know, it struggled to get airplay on Trace, it struggled to get airplay on radio, your mainstream radio stations, and yet when he featured Ricky Rick and got that cosign, the song blew up everywhere. So today I want to talk to Frank Casino, importantly, about that journey. But most of you guys... So what is the story behind Frank Casino? So I'm going to tell you a little bit about him, a bit about his bio, and then straight after play one of his old school tracks so you guys can actually see how far this guy has come from. Um, Frank Casino, his name is Ntlantla Chabalala, better known as Frank Casino, was born and bred in the heart of Tembisa, Johannesburg. Though many would argue that this because of his creatively international sound, Frank Casino is in fact a native of South Africa with his musical history dating back to 2004. Having only discovered his ideal genre in high school, Frank and his friends formed a group and band under the name Crunk Era, which soon after got signed by an independent record label owner, Vusi Liu. The five-year contract deal lasted long enough to see the group change their name to Black Print. They began working with the likes of Amanushini, Mr. Salvin, TXL, to name a few industry veterans in the genre. In 2010, leading to the end of Black Print's recording contract, Frank, Dells, and Parley started exploring the possibilities of building a strong and versatile band. When they later decided to record and release a project called Casino Royale, which featured former bandmates of Black Print. In 2012, Frank went on to feature on Parley's first solo project titled Points to Prove, which led to them eventually proving that signing yourself is in fact the best way to grow as an artist and also using online media such as SoundCloud would be the best way to push their genre of music. On the 7th of February 2015, Gang Records launched officially and Frank Casino has since been releasing his music under the creative wing of the band. 27th of April marks the day Frank Casino released his first official radio single titled The Whole Thing, to which he owes his steady growth of his following to date to the song, which has a sound that deviates from the conventional hip-hop and has been playlisted on multiple radio stations and counting, promising to be a successful debut single if the response it was refusing to go by, the the Dapper Don, a.k.a. Frank Casino, will be a force to be reckoned with. So that is the story of Frank Casino. He's notified me that he's running 10 minutes late. So, but we're going to continue anyway without him. In studio, I've got my beautiful co-host who's been through the most this morning. I think we've both been through the most this morning. How's it like, going, Sam? I actually don't even want to get into it because... Do you know I was in a car accident this morning? Life is just a lot. Do you know I was in a car accident this morning? Why are you here? What happened? Dude, like I went... First and foremost, like I hate doing this, but like, I went to the bank this morning to get something sorted on the business accounts. They couldn't help me. I stood there for two hours. Mm-hmm. After standing there for two hours... My new beat headphones got stolen and no one in the bank knew where they were gone, but they got stolen. In the bank. In the bank. They got stolen. In the business in Don't the, they have cameras in, in the bank? In the business banking suite. Do you realize this is not even by the tellers, this is at the business banking suite. So that got stolen. And then straight after I'm like getting in my Uber, I'm like, Cool, I need to rush to Cliff Central to do my show and then literally two blocks later we crash into a taxi. 
no that had way. passengers inside. Can you imagine? It was everyone fine. Everyone is fine, but like the the driver literally wanted to kill my Uber driver, so they were busy having a scuffle. Guns were being taken out. Then police police were called, and then I simply just called another Uber and left because I was like, I have to make this show. Yeah. How are you? How's your morning? I'm fine. I don't want to talk about it because it's honestly just like when other things don't work to make your things work. But anyways, I'm fine. I'm going to have a better Monday. So, But I, I, I've seen, you said you've been on a cleanse now. How long have you been? So Sim is on a juice cleanse. Anyway, guys, if yes. you don't know who Sim is, Sim is the chief operations officer of The Threaded Man. So her and I are partners in crime. So tell me, this juice thing, what is it about and how is it going? So I'm trying to like detox and lose weight, right? So obviously not the smartest thing, trying to lose weight during winter. But here I am. Um, so I got um, this brand. It's, it's owned by a black woman. It's called Namala Juice. So I thought I'd try it out. Um, it was the perfect timing. I'm trying to lose weight and I thought like juicing would be the fir- like a really good first step. So I've been doing it now for four days. I've cheated maybe two days. Um, but it's going really well. I think I'm feeling like a lot lighter, a lot happier about life. So I'm not sure if it's supposed to do that, but I am feeling a lot cleaner. So you should try it guys. It's called Namala Juice. Namala Juice. Okay guys. Mm. So yeah, please send us, tweet us, WhatsApp us, 079-7480-748-2090. Tell us, have you tried juicing? Does it actually work? Cause me, I'm a bit skeptical about it. I mean, I've tried it once and I was like, mm, this thing of not eating and starving yourself. It's I don't not know. starving yourself. You're like putting like heavy fruits, um, and, and vegetables and like key nutrients. Like the one that I'm having now has hemp protein, banana, almond milk. I think this is cacao. But my and thing honey. is, why don't you just eat fruit? Why does it have to be juiced for it to It's be so eaten? much harder to eat fruit. Like it's so much harder to eat five fruits in a day. Whereas if like five fruits in a day are in one juice, that's so much easier. That's like you kill it all at once and you have um, your water as well. You guys so, are being lazy. I mean, I am lazy. I'm not going to lie. The so next thing I know, so you guys better. are going to be want to be fed food through drips now. Okay, seriously, that's a bit extreme. That's where it's going. But that's where it's going. I can, I can see that happening. And also I'm seeing everyone with this revive me essay thing. What is that all about? I think that's something to do with like cleaning your body or something. It's like a, what do you call this? An IV drip. Guys, what happened to Brooklegs? What happened to Brooklegs? What happened to Brooklegs? I mean, what where are you going to gonna find Brooklegs in today's way? A pharmacy. Go buy a laxative mm. and wash that crap out of your system. Why are you juicing no, and that's all such like, intense things? It's it's such a disgusting process that way. Nah, It's just like you're having like a nice little juice or you're like on a drip. Yeah, like a, a typical rapper, Frank Asuna has <laughs> walked in 20 minutes late, but we're going to forgive him. He's here now. He's here now. So we're going to welcome him on the other side of this. He's got, this is actually my favorite song. I'm going to play Pablo. And in the song, he says dreaded man, but I was taken as threaded man. And I'm hinting that he should change that to threaded man. And he should actually say officially it is the threaded man. So we're going to be with Frank Casino on the other side of this. Pablo, Pablo, that is Frank Casino with Pablo. And we've got Frank Casino in studio. He's going to explain to us why he's late. Uh, so Frankie, why <laughs> are you up, late? Bro? Ish. Yeah, I had a hectic morning. You had a hectic morning? Yeah. Well, what is it like suffering from success right now? Well, I don't think it's that, you know. I don't think I'm like suffering from success uh, yet. But, yeah. Uh, they say it's they, cool so far. They say one of the clear indicators of someone being successful is when they arrive late. Then you know that the person's successful. Really? Yeah. 
I mean, I remember once I was signed to a PR agency like last year. Mm-hmm. They were like, no, now that you're successful, you have to arrive late for events. I'm like, what does that mean now? <laughs> They're like, you must arrive late for events. You must arrive late for interviews. It shows that you have shit to do. So, yeah, oh. so I take it as you were showing me that, no, you're super mega now. <laughs> nah. You're going to arrive late, brother. Nah, nah. <laughs> well, I, I don't know that one. That's the first time hearing such a thing. But, uh, okay. But, dude, how are you? How are you? I'm good. How man. is your life right now? How how are you? And um, if you could describe your world right now and the success that you've been experiencing and the love that you've been getting and mm-hmm. all these performances you've been doing, mm-hmm. paint us a picture of your life right now. Well, um, my life is just, uh, most of it right now is just challenges, challenges that I've been trying to get through and just to like uh, challenge myself as well, just as an artist. And I mean, like, as much as all the love you may be getting all the love right now and all that stuff, you know. It's 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 a fine line. You need to be careful of what you do and what decisions you make. And it's cool. Like uh, I I enjoy it. You know, for the most part of it, you know, I appreciate my team. And it's just like work every day. It's just like work. We're just doing our thing to become uh, millionaires. Yeah. yeah. It's just like you. Can I ask you something? I mean, I mean, I'm involved with rappers on, on, on different fronts, you know, from mm-hmm. styling, creative direction, but I'm not in the rap game. I wouldn't say I'm in the rap game, you mm-hmm. know, even if you are my friend, I'm not in the rap game. Mm-hmm. So how have you been able to keep, I wouldn't say clean, but how have you been able to stay focused within the rap game? Because as you know, there's a lot happening. You know, mm-hmm. there's different squads. There's Ricky, there's Casper, there's mm-hmm. all these different people with uh, their squads and a lot is happening and mm-hmm. there's beefs here and there people not getting along here and there how do you stay clear of that and just focus on the music man i just mind my own business like uh i think i think it's key you know and i just always try to keep to myself and just respect everybody for their work you know yeah uh, that's, that's 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 what i always try to do you know yeah because uh, i remember i was with you in december and we were at what is the stay fresh right stay fresh and i yeah. still i still remember that time i mean i'd known you but we hadn't known each other that well but I, yeah. we were on my radio and i was like i was busy planning the threaded year and i was like okay cool this is someone i want to work with mm-hmm. but i want to suss them out in all these different spaces and yeah. i remember you know you arrived at, at at um stay fresh and it was so crazy to see you just minded your own business you just sat on the side it wasn't mm-hmm. about popping bottles and showing off you were literally mm-hmm. just composed chilling with your mates you're mm-hmm. not even i don't think you were even drinking at that point mm-hmm. and i even think ricky called you to be like yo we have some champagne and whatever you were just like nah we chilled we're good mm-hmm. and i really love that because most of the time i think you know not that I love the industry. I love Ricky. I love everybody in the game. Mm-hmm. But it's always refreshing to see a new act build their own. Mm-hmm. You know, I think most of the time when you see a new act in the industry, it's either they fall into the trap of being part of an entourage that mm-hmm. already exists. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I'm going to say is that, for example, Gemini Major is part of Deleuze's entourage. Mm-hmm. You built your own for mm-hmm. the kids. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You built your own entire movement with Cutthroat mm-hmm. and it has its own following. You don't necessarily need anyone else in the game or to vibe with another entourage to mm-hmm. have people take you seriously. Mm-hmm. Was that a conscious decision to be like, yo, we're going to create our own vibes, our own way of doing things? Well, for, for, for us, it's always been, um, um, I mean, even before, even before Cutthroat, uh, Cutthroat is just, uh, they friends, you know, um, that's how the alliance is. So, uh, for us, it's just always been like, we just want to do our own thing, you know, uh, yeah. we just believed in, we have our own beliefs and stuff and we don't want, 
uh, anything coming into uh, the vision or clouding the vision, anything that can come into our way and cloud like the way we think or the way we see things, yeah. you know. And we always feel better amongst ourselves because we understand where we're trying to take it, you know. Yeah. We don't want to be amongst people that think we think crazy. Yeah. You see, uh, we want to think crazy. We want to think however we want to think. We want to take it to like the next level, you know. And yeah. we don't want to. We don't want that stuff to be up for debate. Yeah. That's why we just prefer keeping it amongst ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now tell me, what was it like growing in Tembisa, and how did you find your genre of music? I mean, I look at you growing up from Tembisa, and I listen to your sound, and I'm like, fuck, this guy. He's from Tembisa, but the sound is super out there. Mm-hmm. So tell me about that. Like, you know, how did music find you and what were your musical experiences growing up? Well, for me, well, in Tembisa, I never, I never really stayed much in Tembisa. I went on to live with my grandmother in the Free State and then I went to Kempton Park. So when I got to Kempton Park, um, that's when I met, uh, Dells, who's my producer at a very young age. We used to be gamers, you know, we used to just love games and stuff yeah. like that and there was a friend of ours who used to uh, give us PC games right like Boraz games and stuff like that they were a bit like older so the one time when we went to his place he gave us uh, Fruity Loops this was before Fruity like was popping I think it was like Fruity 1 or 2 one of the first few Fruities so we got it and we took it home and then Dells started making like beats or whatever it is. I was just too much of a gamer. I was like, nah, man, you know. So you were not a rapper at this point. I you never thought rapper. of rap. You're just nah. a gamer. How old are you at this time? Uh, I was probably, how old was I? Maybe like 12. 12. Yeah, cool. somewhere there. And then the one time he came back and he, I don't, he, I know he made a beat. It wasn't like so nice. You know, I was just like, okay, cool. Then I got the program as well and I started making beats, but it was a fun thing. And then, there was a time where he made an actual like beat that could actually become a song, you know, and he had this speaker mic thingy. Uh, no, he had a speaker. He turned it into, into a mic. And then I remember in that same week, we were doing, uh, like school projects, like we were doing like nursery rhymes and stuff like that. Yeah. So we decided to come up with something in class or whatever it is. It was a, a task that we're given. And then we did it. We did it. We did it. And people liked it. And then from then on, like, we like, okay, man, we just liked rhyming and rhyming. Plus we had this, uh, <laughs> uh, our, our, our call him our older brother, Triple K. He used to rap, you know, yeah. and he'd always like preach rap stories or whatever to us and stuff. So he was a big influence, a big part of that. And then we made a song called Pimp Holiday. That was like our first song, you know, and we, that, that was cool. The experience was dope. So from then on was when I started realizing, okay, that maybe, Maybe I can rap, you know, full time, or maybe I can actually just do this thing. But it was more of a hobby then. So I right, cool. Uh, my dad also used to be a DJ. He also used to play like a lot of like hip hop stuff, but like the old stuff, maybe like your Sugar Hill Gang, and then the new stuff at that time would be like your Dr. Dre. And yeah. then going. So you were never so because most of the time, a lot of people think like to follow your dreams, mm-hmm. you need to be like five years old and singing. So mm-hmm. you never really cared about music. You just played about gaming. You know, yeah, so because yeah. uh, I'm sure there's kids out there who are listening who think, Flip, I'm 15 years old, it's too late for me to rap. Yeah. You could say it's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Havoc, future, <laughs> what's up? By the way, guys, we've got Havoc here, aka the future <laughs> of South Africa. You told me that you and Havoc, 
you know, one of the things that I want to talk about this interview is mm-hmm. the fact that most of the time the focus is always on the star, mm. right? Always on the talent. Mm. And you never realize that there's a whole team Behind, that yeah. makes sure that, that that talent shines as bright as he can. And so yeah. part of this interview, I actually want to talk about your relationship with Havoc. Where yeah. did you meet this guy? Well, I met him in high school. Like, yeah. uh, we went to the same high school. I met him. <laughs> It's funny story. Tell it's me funny. the story. Tell us the story. How did you meet him? And did he look like future back then? Did he have like yeah. a dreadlocks? <laughs> no. I need a picture. I need a picture I can post of how I have a used to look. Ah, he sure. was just always very tall and he had short hair, but I, I think he was kind of growing like dreads, but it was like the bongo dreads at the time yeah. or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, some, something like that. And I think, I think he really thought I was really cool because the one weekend, uh, <laughs> It was like a school event or whatever it is, and then that weekend he spoiled us, man. And you were balling, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. balling. Yeah, I've, I've always been somebody that takes care of like what? people around me. Understand? What were you balling with bubblegum? Did he <laughs> nah, 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 give nah. you the sweets, <laughs> or did he give you those? Um, what is it, Tazos, Pokemon <laughs> <Yeah>. Tazos? <laughs> what are you balling nah, with? We went to it was a soccer event at another school that our school uh, was partaking in. So we were there and, you know, I was with the boys. We had recently, like, formed our alliance and all that. Mm. So, man, we were out there, you know. People needed to eat. So I got everybody Nando's and all that stuff. <laughs> no, you know? man. I took care of everybody. How <laughs> times have changed, guys. Like, there was a time where bowling for me was buying people sweets. Yeah. Now bowling <laughs> is about buying 10,000 rand bottles of champagne. What hey, happened? Hey. Guys, I hate fucking adulting. I hate growing up. Now, hey. like... Used to buy a girl and a young chappies, and mm-hmm. she'd be like, "Oh, that's so cute," mm-hmm. and she would like date you from there. Like, "Can you be my girlfriend? Here's a chappies." Now yeah. it's like, "Can you be my girlfriend? Where are the cockies?" <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And even that, like, it's also niggas now. Niggas are being blessed now, so even mm-hmm. niggas are asking girls, "Yo, yeah. you wanna be you want me to be my, your boyfriend? You gotta bless me with some." Yeah. So. Growing up is really crazy. Now tell me about the gap between. So now you're in high school, you meet Havoc. Mm-hmm. Is music still It's not It sounds like it wasn't Really a big focus Or something mm-hmm. not, that you were doing mm-hmm. But how did it grow From that point Of being in high school To the whole thing Well um, Like in high school I started taking it More seriously In high school We actually formed uh, Another group Well this is where We formed the group Called Crunk Era It was first Crunk Era Then it became Black Print yeah. And we got signed To a guy called Vishu Liu yeah. And then at that point Like the music thing Started getting serious But it was more we didn't have like control in terms of like the decisions, but we were too young to, 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 to know. But otherwise, in that time, I, I gained so much experience because I, I, I met like a lot of like the old heads at the time. Like Mr. Salvin. Mr. Salvin. Yeah. Ammunition. He's telling us not to have sex now. <laughs> Did you see it now recently the news? Mr. Salvin is telling us not to have sex now. And like, did you guys, what happened? What did you do to Mr. Salvin that you put him out of rap, Frank? He heard you rap and was like, actually, I'm going to find God. I'm done. What happened? I don't know what happened. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, yeah, he was, he was, uh, he played a great part of like everything. And then, yeah, just in that time, you know, uh, it was just like a learning experience for me. Uh, and I'd assume it was a learning experience for everybody else who was in a group. So after that, that's when I realized that, okay, I want to take this thing like seriously. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to make efforts to make it a serious thing and I'm not going to wait for anyone. You know, I'm going to go start my own record label and all that stuff. Yeah. But the main reason for starting the record label was just so we can uh, submit music to, uh, radio and, you know, TV and so on. Yeah. So yeah, uh, at that point, which was probably 
2014, late 2014, I started taking it somewhat seriously. And then 2015, I committed to saying, okay, you know what, I'm going to make music. But at the time, I had stopped, uh, I hadn't, I've been working and stuff. Uh, <laughs> I've been working, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I've been working. Um, thinking to myself, okay, uh, what I need to do now is create, uh, a body of work so I can, I can actually become like a full on rapper or whatever it was. Yeah. But I didn't have, I didn't have like the equipment and stuff like that, but I had friends who had like access, you know, to studios and studios and so on. So I decided, okay, cool. That was cool. I, I made a decision from that point. I was like, you know what? I need to get my own equipment and all that stuff. So I stopped for some time and I went and got a job and made some money. What job did you do? What was Ferguson <laughs> a male stripper? What are you doing? What is it? What, what was your job? My jobs are boring. Um, well, first I tried retail. It didn't work. I like quit. Oh, like, my the dude. Third I also day. tried retail. I lost it an hour. <laughs> Guys, there's something about like I can serve people, but not at that level. I can serve people. I can be your slave through styling you, but not through serving you food. Yo, I suffered, guys. <laughs> yeah. So what, what? What's the funniest job you think you've done? Career. I was a career. Like I drove. <laughs> And drove and delivered packages and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, word out, guys. If Frank Casino <laughs> ever delivered you something, please do let us know. <laughs> but but what I'm trying to showcase, guys, we can, we're laughing now. It's funny, but yeah. a lot of people are stuck in jobs they don't love. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, feel like us young, successful people, we just woke up and we were brilliant. We never actually worked hard for this because, mm-hmm. you know, social media makes it look like it's easy. You know, Frank mm-hmm. just woke up and it was Frank Casino. Yeah. But you don't understand that there's a whole process towards that and you had to go, you quit rap. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you took a hiatus. Mm-hmm. You went and you actually went to work. You were a courier. A mm-hmm. courier. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Guys, do you know I was a male stripper at some point? Nah, I don't lie, bro. Seriously, I was called Chocolate Drapper. Sims. Is there proof of that? I was called Chocolate Drapper. And I still consider it now Like if things don't work out for me I'll be guys If things don't work out with Threaded Man I'll be a male stripper Apparently you make good guap It's the only thing I can think of That's like quick enough for me To make as much rack as I'm making now uh-huh. Because I know one session is 30k yeah. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. So in a week If 30k times 7 mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying I can yeah. still go to Sabu and still ball yeah. And then pretend I'm not stripping You know Make it look legit But yeah so and then, how did you come back? So you 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 went out into the real world. You hated it, I presume. Mm. Yeah, yo, mm, I hated it, yo. I hated it. I couldn't stand it. But for the most part, was because like I didn't have enough time to invest into like my craft. You know, I tried to do both, but it wasn't working out. One side of it would always lack. It's either the music yeah. lacks or the work side lacks. So until I got to that point, where I decided, okay, I need to make a decision. Yeah. Which was when I decided, okay, I'm gonna make music full time, and all the money that I have made, I'm gonna invest it in all the equipment I need to yeah. produce all the material I need to produce. So I still needed a bit more money, so I sold my car as well. So okay, cool, I'm gonna sell this stuff to add you on. You sold your car? Yeah. Wow. So then, but I, at this point, sorry guys, like at mm-hmm. at, 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 at this point, because for me it's important to the listeners listen to this, especially young black kids want to be like you. Mm-hmm. At this point in time, you're selling all your things, investing into this thing. Mm-hmm. At this point, 
are you not having fears of fuck I'm investing all this money it might not work out mm-hmm. number two what is your family saying what are your friends saying are they saying this is a good idea do you have any doubt that mm-hmm. you know I'm actually investing everything I mean when I started Threaded Man dude I took out loans all these crazy stuff mm-hmm. like being in debt mm-hmm. everyone else around me is like oh this thing might work it might not work out mm-hmm. but I believed in it so for you did you have those fears there were too many well, memories in that car though. that's one thing I got <laughs> that's so, the sad part what are you doing in that car <laughs> <laughs> but nah. did you have those doubts? Uh, well, like I was just so fueled by desire at the time, I wasn't, I wasn't having like any doubts. I just wanted to make it work. I just wanted to make it happen. So, um, like the people around me, in terms of like my friends, they were also like with me in terms of like uh, the 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 supportive uh, structure and giving me the mentality or the strength to say, okay, man, you can do it, you know. But yeah. at home. Uh, at home, it was it was they were a bit like in the middle, you know, like just unsure, more like, man, we worried, man, you know, what if it doesn't work out, type of vibe, you know. But I was just like, I don't know, it has to work out, you see. Yeah. So, um, but they did, they did support me. They said, okay, um, do your thing, you know. And then I got that year off where I was just working on music full time and just working on making it happen. And yeah, yeah, I guess. Amazing. Yeah. Then tell me, Havoc, you mm. meet in high school, he's your friend. How mm. does that relationship then progress into a professional relationship? And it being a professional relationship, do you guys fight? Yeah, we do. We do. We do. Uh, we do fight. Uh, we do like uh, stress points to one another like, okay, we got to do things this way. Or we need to uh, better things here and there. Or we need to stop this. So uh, when I met like, I've always known Havoc, you know. Uh, when it when this music thing started getting serious, or when I decided that I want to take this thing seriously, I just just out of a group of my friends, I just uh, analyzed them in terms of like their strengths, you know. And then that's when I realized, or oh, I always knew that Havoc, you know, always has a way of uh, speaking. He's well spoken, you know. He can speak to people. He can make things happen. He can think for him, for himself, or he can think. He can he can think in a tight situation, so that's when I decided, you know, to uh, speak to him and ask him would he be keen to actually do this like on a serious level, you know? Because I did have people, I did have a guy who I was working with before that, you know, uh, he was still working and stuff like that. But I don't know, like he, I also believe that he has the same like attributes and stuff like that. But I don't know if he wanted to take it seriously or yeah. the, if he believed in himself. Firstly. You know, the same way in terms of like uh, being a manager and doing that type of stuff. I don't know if he believed this thing could go to the next level, you know. And at the time, there was no time to waste time, you see. So I was like, okay, you know what? Anyway, I've always known Havoc longer, you know. Uh, My my, my worry was always like, I don't know if if how we're going to... Work around the friendship, like yeah. Because I mean, when you have friendship and when money's involved, now mm-hmm. fame is involved, yeah. goals are involved. There's a lot of things involved <laughs> yeah. in this hip hop yeah. scene. Yeah. Is that you know how do you guys always bring it back to that? Because the foundation of you guys working together is that friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no matter what happens, how do you still maintain that? Hey, my boy, we fucked up here. Hey, yeah. let's do better. How do you keep that kind of relationship going? Let's hear from you, Havoc. I think there's it's mutual respect. You know, uh, we're always able to there's transparency the whole time. So whenever we get checked 
for example. So if I do something wrong and he approaches me, I never take it in a very personal manner, you know. I always listen, hear what he's saying, and we do debate about it, you know. I don't just yeah. take what he says, you know. And uh, there are times when we do have fallouts, like a serious fallout, but it won't take longer than 15 minutes for us to clear the air. Because yeah. one thing that we, we, we share and we all understand is progression, you know. Uh, we can fight, but we, we all know where we're trying to get to, you know. So we always have to come back to the table, uh, correct it, and then try to find a way to move forward, you know. So that's yeah. what has kept us going. And that's the, 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 the thing we share in our team in its entirety, you know. Yeah. We, we always fight. We always disagree. You know, a lot of people look at us and the, uh, our tight friendship or how close we are. They always think things are a gravy train the whole time, you know. Yeah. There are times where things go up and down, but we always just find a way to bring it back, like, home yeah. and find a way to progress. Yeah. Know? How would you... I mean, you've been riding with Frank for a very long time. Yeah. How did you... Did you have that moment or when did you get that moment where you're like, Aish, my friend is actually very talented. I actually believe in him. You know, when did that, because I mean, for you yeah. to become his manager and whatever you want to call you, I feel like you're everything. <laughs> Security. <laughs> Security, PR consultant. <laughs> so when were you, when were you like, okay, cool, I really believe in this guy and I really yeah. want to go on this journey? Because at the end of the day, is that I'm sure you never saw your life progressing like this, yeah. you know? And yeah. so in a sense, you sort of, your goals and your aspirations are now invested in the Frank Casino brand. Yeah. So how did that mental shift happen for you? Uh, well, I've always known, like you said, when we're in high school, he's always been making music and all that. But there was a time that he took a break from it, you know, and then uh, he came back, you know. When he came back, that's like he stated earlier, that's when he started to figure things out decide that he's going to be serious about this whole thing and then when he recently decided to form a team around him that's when we we, we saw that as in in a vision in the sense of where we're all trying to get to in our lives like just individually you know this makes sense you know i've always like i said i've always known that he was talented but the determination that he showed when we when we started formulating the team that's when i knew that actually this is something that even as a friend i should be dedicating my time and my efforts to this thing you know to a point where at that time i was working and I even quit my job and I was like, you know what? We actually what were you doing as a job? Uh, I was working in sales. I was a brand builder, a sales rep for a distribution oh, wow. company. Yeah. So it was a pretty good job, but I was like, I can't do this, you know? I felt that at that time, um, my efforts weren't being like fully utilized where I was. And I thought that everything that I could do and the faith that he showed in me that, dude, you can actually do this. Uh, gave me the courage to actually decide that you know what let me put everything that i have behind this particular thing and i'll tell you now that actually that decision it liberated me you know it, it, yeah. it made me also uh take out attributes that i didn't know i actually had in me which he saw which is another thing that frank actually possesses he's able to see things in people that they don't even know about themselves and bring it out of them you know yeah so yeah, when I decided that, it was like, I let's move. You know, we've always been people who don't waste time with things. So when when he started like having that, those discussions with us, you know, I could already see where he was trying to take it, and um, he needed my support. And as a friend, I was there when he needed me. Yeah, yeah. and I think for me is that um, since I want to show, that's another thing I want to show. If you look at all the successful. South African musicians right now And I'm talking the top ones Like your Black Coffees mm. um, Even outside of music You look at your You look at your Somizis You look at your Tiras All these like guys have been around forever What I've always found from experience Is that behind them There's that one best friend mm. Who's been riding with them forever Black Coffee's got Amaru You know mm. Amaru runs everything Black Coffee And I think that's 
sort of the formula it is. You look at guys like P. Diddy, your, your, your Jay-Z's, they've got that one best friend mm. that runs everything for them. And I think, you know, for half the time, when you see artists go on drugs, falling off, being broke, and all this cra- crazy shit that happens, when you start to investigate their team, you start to realize that none of those people were their best friends or there was no thing such as a friend. I'm able to run the Threadman so well because I've got Sim. I've known Sim since I was like 15. Mm. You know, so I think that's another thing, guys. If you're out there, you're an artist, it's not about you thriving alone. Find someone that you can trust to work with you. And I think you guys exemplify that very well. Mm. One of my last questions, excuse me, that I want to ask is, you're now working with this guy, the fame happens. Mm. There's drugs in the industry, we know that. There's the money now, you can look fresh. The girls are coming, you know. A lot of things is coming at once. Mm-hmm. How do you keep guys in, each other in check? Because I know from my yeah. experience, I mean, the first time I experienced some sort of level of fame, it does consume you a little bit. It's like, oh, people care about what I have to say. Let me flex mm-hmm. a, a young little bit, you know. Yeah. And, and sometimes it can create a distance between you and the person that you're working with. So sometimes I always... Like last year felt that I was distant from Sim Because I got caught up in that space And I had mm. to bring myself back So mm. how do you guys keep that check in By mm. okay let's let's while out for the night But <laughs> ish, tomorrow it's back to work mm-hmm. You know yeah. in a sense that it, it usually starts as a ripple effect Especially young artists see all the time Person's always early for interviews They're always done for performances Next mm. thing they're late for performances yeah. The mm-hmm. interviews start disappearing mm. Then they're always tired yeah. And then the next thing they just fade out mm. So how do you make sure that this guy is always intact And how do you make sure that he's always intact mm-hmm. Well um, One thing I will say We've been students of the game for a very long time A lot of the stuff that we're around now We've been around for a very long time You know. Yeah. So some of the things that happen Are things we used to see and when we used to see them back then, we, we, we suffer for something called analysis paralysis. So we'd go out when we were still young and we'd see certain things and we'd be like, I, whenever we get there, you know, that's certainly something we're not going to do, you know? Yeah. So when the time came, it was very easy for us to maneuver, you know? I won't lie, you know, I won't give us the most credit and say, you know, we had it all under control. When it, in the beginning, mm. guys, I've also been lost in the sauce. It was crazy. Yes. Sometimes you're like, yo, this think, mommy is dialing me. I'm going to do the most. Sometimes you're like, let me go to the club and let's pop bottles. Yeah. Sim uh, was smoking cigars at Taboo last year, doing, doing the actual most. Look, you have to, certain things you have to do, you know, because sometimes, you have to we, we, we become too serious on ourselves and we forget to reward ourselves you know yeah. so we we had that moment you know we were like man we worked so hard for this you know we need to celebrate and we did you know yeah um we we, we it took like one of like a trip i think to cape town for us to realize okay you know we did what, everything that we could possibly do you know yeah. now we need to get our heads back yeah. into the game you know because we did get like lost in everything as much as people thought that we're keeping a level head and all that you mm-hmm. know but uh, if we're honest to ourselves we did like get lost in the source mm-hmm. but we brought it back to each other but it, it goes back to the point that I initially mentioned we're able to check ourselves because mm-hmm. after every single thing that we do we always have like a reflective conversation about it yeah. so even right now when I leave now with him I know we're going to be driving and we're going to speak how's the interview and all that yeah. you know? mm-hmm. so after every experience that has always happened so it got to a point where we're like I boys this is becoming too much now you know yeah. this is, we're going into a lane that, that is not destined for us this is not us yeah. mm-hmm. you know we need and, to bring it close and like, what I enjoy home. the most right now is that we live in such an exciting time I have to wrap up the show in the next three minutes but um, I think we live in such an exciting time in mm-hmm. a sense that you know 
I run my own thing, my own company. You guys run the Frank Casino brand, etc. Mm-hmm. And what's also that I find that is cool is sort of the alliance that we have built as well, where mm-hmm. I'm also able to call friend like, yo, my nigga, mm-hmm. like this mm-hmm. is not it. Mm-hmm. And I think for mm-hmm. me, I like to call mm-hmm. it the Jewish mentality, mm-hmm. where for a long time as, as black people, we never want to see each other succeed. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited whereby, you know, as people in different industries, I'm in fashion and music, we're mm-hmm. also able to support each other and yeah. build that thing. And sometimes people look at the threaded man and be like, yo, see us making shit happen. But I'm like, yeah, it's because I've got support from Frank. Mm-hmm. I also support Frank. When he appears on stage, I want to make sure that he looks good. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited about that. Wrapping up, before I get into trouble, what advice do you guys have for kids out there that want to make music? They're not being played on radio. They feel like they're not good enough. What do you have to say to them? Well, for me, it's simple. Uh, make the music and put it out. Like Put it out online. Um, that's merely what I do. Yeah. Havoc, from your side, advice? Um, always take yourself seriously Don't let anybody else Like doubt you uh, Whatever you think Do it And put the most amount Of passion and effort Into it And then you'll figure it out At the end Yeah And guys All I'm going to say is If you dream of something It's not by mistake It's because you're destined for it mm-hmm. No matter how tough it gets Don't stop believing in yourself Make it happen Put yourself on Use SoundCloud mm-hmm. Nag Frank Cassino on Twitter Be like Listen to my song <laughs> Nag Havoc on Twitter Be like Havoc You need to listen to my song I'm going to play out now With a song by Frank Cassino Called I Don't Want to Talk And Frank is yet to tell me When he's going to mention The Threaded Man on the track But hey We are out This is a Threaded Exchange You got to talk chance For that one How much are you willing to pay bro? <laughs> This is a Threaded Exchange yeah. With CRB Until next time One time Superstar, what the fuck have you? Cliffcentral.com